For our second half of the show, uh, that was Sufjan Stevens. How do you pronounce it? Um, I don't think it matters. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, for the second half, my guest is Simon Roy. His uh, new book, which is it out in stores now? Um, no, it'll be out on June third. June third. I know. I know. But you're doing a launch for it tomorrow or on Saturday, so that's all good. Yeah. Yan's Atomic Heart. Is it Yan? Yes, it is. It's yes, it Yan. Is. Made you on the pronunciation. Um, I think uh, Jason Turner and I were talking about Yan, Yan, Jan, no Yan. So um, yeah, that's that's come up a little uh, again. You know, I don't think I don't think it's really key to the story. I think if you want to pronounce it Jan, it's that's fine too. 
that's fine too. Is it Swedish? Um, I, I that would think be it's like Swedish or, or Danish. It's, yeah, yeah it's, it's like a Scandinavian type name. But the story takes place in Frankfurt. Yeah, in in Germany. Yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of kind of trying to add to the whole European feel a little. A little. Um, well, tell me about yourself. You're very. Or we just had Bob Fingerman on, and uh, he'd been on before. And you're kind of the opposite. You're a young, new guy, fresh into the field. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's an interesting time to come in. You know, like first book, small publisher, economic depression. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's just a great. It's a great combination to really find <laughs> the industry with. It's it's what we like to call synergy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I just came back from uh, a year in Calgary studying at the, the College of Art and Design there. Um, so you can draw good cowboy hats. <laughs> Actually, <interesting laughs> I, call it fact, so I, I can't. I can't draw good cowboy hats, but. I've been told by uh, my roommate, who's who's the son of a rancher, that all the cowboy hats that you see at the Stampede are in fact cheap crap, and really, there's there's better out there. They're all, they're all the wrong shape. Well, they're hard to draw. <laughs> they they are hard to draw. I don't really I don't really try. Well, it's a good thing you're not doing westerns. Yeah, no, no, true enough. Don't all the cowboys wear baseball caps now, anyway? Actually, the real every, cowboys. Everyone, like I went to, I went to visit my friend in his town, and every, every male there, wore a wore a, a ball cap. Like it's it's the universal, it's the universal. Uh, I don't know, kind of Alberta badge. <laughs> <laughs> like there's there's always ball caps. Ball caps and guns. For those in the states that don't know, Alberta's like Canada's Texas. Yeah, but it's it's it is it's it's just like a cold Texas with a lot less I don't know Austin culture. There's no Austin. Yeah, exactly. There we go. So there there must there is culture there, isn't there? I mean, doesn't culture follow money? Um, it's there 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 is culture there. Like it's I, I don't know I like I like Calgary. It's it's a little cold and it's a little bleak, but um, I don't know you can, you can get into that. It's uh, there, there's there's a lot of cool stuff happening. I was wondering, uh, and I went to art school many years ago now, and uh, they didn't really have any idea what to do with me because I wanted to be a cartoonist, and that simply didn't register at the art school I went to. I was wondering what it's like these days. Are the art schools friendlier to comics? Um, I I don't know. I don't really know if they are. I think. I think in the design program, there's a lot more acceptance of uh, of comic stuff. Like in the design realm of it, people people like it more. But maybe not so much in fine arts. But um, I don't know. Like I, I, I really didn't do that much comic work in school while I was there. It was kind of it, I was just working on my foundation year mm. um, while I was there. So it was a lot of figure drawing and you know the like. So tell me about your interest in comics. Um, what is making up the atomic heart? It seems very uh, European heavy metal influenced. In the old school heavy metal, not the barbarians with boobs modern context. <laughs> Even though that is a pretty awesome context. <laughs> um, the silver robots with boobs. There yeah. We go. 
Yeah, I don't know. The robots with boobs don't quite do it for me as much, though. It's not, I don't know, lose a little. It's more of a Japanese thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, I, I'll be honest, I really got into comics um, when, I was, when I was little, just from, it started mainly with Archie. <laughs> it was, that, was, that, was, that was what got me in. And then from there, it was a lot of asterisks. And then some Tintin on top of that, but mainly, mainly Asterix. Yeah, you see, I, I, you've probably heard this before. I just could never get into Tintin. I uh, see. I, I understand that. It's like I tried to reading it now. It's like it's a lot, it's a lot less exciting going back and reading Tintin as a, as an adult. It really is. Yeah. Sorry, Colin. Yeah, no, a lot of just a lot of Asterix. Mainly, that's that's what set the foundation and and Calvin and Hobbes. But that's not quite. That's, that's more newspaper cartoony and less like less relevant to what I'm doing. But just the whole, the, just the style that Watterson worked in, I've always really felt the connection with. Well, tell me about your style. Um, it's actually like I only started working with the ink wash, um, over the past like year and a bit, and uh, it's the only time that I really began to get happy with the comics that I was doing. Because beforehand, I'd been trying to... I was doing the line work. Then I'd scan it in and try and work it over in Photoshop a little because I was kind of subconsciously going for the, uh, you know, the, like the the nice flashy Photoshop mm-hmm. stuff that you see now. But um, I'm not good enough with the computer. <laughs> so I just... I was like, well, I, I spent a long time... Like when I was, in, when I was a kid, I spent maybe four or uh, four or five years doing watercolor lessons. So I just kind of, I, tr- I tried out, after reading uh, Notes for a War Story by uh-huh, yes. Gigi, I, I was like, wow, you can do a lot with, with just dirty water. So, <laughs> yeah, from then on, then on out, I've been, I've been doing a lot of stuff with, with ink wash, and I'm really, I'm really enjoying it. What inks do you use? Um, well, I mean, I just bought a big tub. Um, just the Speedball Super Black India ink. Oh, oh, have you ever tried the dyes? No, no. See, yeah, I, I just have. I have a very limited range of experimentation so far. Oh, oh. just been a lot of yeah. What's been easy to buy? Now, for folks listening, uh, Simon's book Yen's Atomic Heart, as well as True Loves Too, um, and Colin will be happy to promote this the cloudscape uh sun funday sunnies jesus sorry that's a terrible name hey it was arrived at democratically it was not my choice yeah that's why totalitarianism sometimes works but um it's a it's it's an excellent book and it is a comic and a, a, a self-published <laughs> comic it in is full color com- there we go. In full color. Um, the three books will be launched on Saturday night from 8 to 11 at Lucky's Comics. Now, one of the exciting things about this is the publisher of New Reliable uh, Press has made something special. Do you want to talk about it, Simon? Um, I'll talk about it a little, but uh, I don't know. It's, it's or maybe we should exciting. leave it as a surprise. Or, or actually, it might be better as a surprise. I'm not sure. I think it's a surprise. We're going to leave it as a surprise. Okay. Colin, you oh, won't like it anyways. That's <laughs> okay, but yeah, surprise. I think surprise will work. It's a surprise. Now, you're going to have some original art up there, or? Um, I, don't, I don't think for sale, but I will have a few of the pages up. 
So, um, yeah, you can you can see what goes on behind the scenes. <laughs> the magic behind and, uh, it. It basically looks exactly the same as what's in the book. Just bigger. Just bigger. Now, was this your first uh, f- fleshed-out story idea? Um, yeah, basically, it was my first... It was my first real, real story, because before I had been, I had tried, like, in high school, I was always kind of half-assed working on, on epic science fiction storylines and, you know, that type of stuff, and crime stories. But all of that, I'd get, I'd draw what was fun to draw, like I'd draw the machine gun scene, and then, and then when it came to actually, you know, exposition and having a story, I, I never really followed through. But this, but um, just in the past few years, I've actually just been starting to spend more time developing the story first, instead of just jumping into the fun part. Well, tell me about the world of uh, Jan and his friend Anders. Um, it's, I don't know, I, I tried to keep it a little loose. Like, I wanted it largely to be a world where all the characters knew what was going on. Like, they, it's, it's their world. They knew it but they didn't spend too much time explaining it, mm-hmm. right? Because that didn't, it didn't really feel right when I, was, when I was doing it. Like, I didn't want to stop and have a big, have a big lecture on, on why this was happening. And a three-page text. In, in ordinary conversation, that's, that's not going to happen, usually, yeah. if, it, if it's something that's directly affecting you. Um, so the, the world that it takes place in is uh, kind of like a loose farish future where we've we've settled the moon we've settled the solar system um and now the settlements are wanting their own independence so um yeah the the story the story starts right at the end of uh of a war with with separatists on the moon who have assumedly i don't know i'm not sure what they would have used to bombard bombard frankfurt but maybe you know rail guns rockets something like that something out of halo exactly yeah classic classic sci-fi stuff (laughs) there's there's enough out there but uh yeah i I don't know i I tried to i tried to make it a little i tried to make it quite a loose world well it's kind of uh following from what you're saying with uh gp's notes from war story where you know something happened yeah it doesn't know what and and it doesn't necessarily matter that's not the point of the story right exactly yeah no that's that's I I really, I I really love that book a lot. That's really it's really informed a lot of the, of the choices that I've that I made in the in what I just did in Young Atomic Heart and in the other things that I'm that I'm working on now. Well, why don't we take a quick song break? Okay, I'm gonna play the um, close the door. I'm leaving. Uh, yeah. Or behind me, I'm leaving. Yeah, that's um, it's a song by a Russian band called Kino. That the lead singer died in like 1991. But they were like, they're just awesome Russian new wave. They're they're great. Russian new wave. Well, let's uh, get a load of some Russian new wave, and we'll be right back. Instutsi at here one one point nine FM.
продавать, потому что у них есть дом, доме горит свет. Я не знаю точно, кто из нас прав. Меня ждет на улице дождь, их ждет дома обед. Закрой за мной дверь, я ухожу. Закрой за мной дверь, я ухожу. Если тебе вдруг наскучит твой ласковый свет, Тебе найдется место у нас Дождя хватит на всех Посмотри на часы, посмотри на портрет на стене И слушайся там за окном Ты услышишь наш смех Закрой за мной дверь, я ухожу Закрой за мной дверь Russian new wave. That's quite uh, melodic and uh, enjoyable. I know, not what you were expecting from Russian music. No, I uh, heard no accordions. <laughs> don't don't knock the accordion; it has its place. Was there a Bella Laika in there? Um, I I I couldn't say there there could have been. <laughs> Uh, reminder, folks, Inkstud, CITR 101.9 FM. It's about 10 past 3. That's about right. Um, up next at 3.30 is the French Connection. 
And uh, right now I'm talking to Simon Roy. His uh, book is Jan's Atomic Heart from local uh, do-good publisher, New Reliable Press. Uh, Ed, you owe me money for saying that. And uh, Simon will be in town for a couple of events this weekend, actually. Um, On Saturday night will be the massive launch party for not one, not two, but three books. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. True Loves 2, Jan's Atomic Heart, and... Fun day sunnies. Can't you just say that once without being snotty about it? It sounds like you're just trying to fight it out. You're like, ugh. It's just, oh, it doesn't oh. flow. I like a title that flows. Fun day sunnies. <laughs> Was that so hard? Fun day sunnies. I want to send, say Sunday funnies. Yeah, that's that's the it's the, the twist. I know. <laughs> yeah, that, that may have been the point. I'm not sure. I know. But it's just not working for me. It's a fine-looking book, though. It's got some great local folks in there. Julian Lawrence. Um, some guy named Colin Upton. Phil Barrett from Ireland. The wonderful Phil Barrett. And Jeff Ellis. Jonathan. Jonathan Dalton. Yes. And uh, a whole slew of other kids. Um, this is Cloudscape's ambitious third book. You guys just don't seem to slow down with it, do you, Colin? Oh, it's mostly Jeff and it's- Jonathan and Angela, really. They're uh, irrepressible. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Sunday night at Lucky's Comics. What's the address? 3972 Main Street. I will probably be there right near the end because I don't get off work till 11. And maybe I'll show up and people will still be there or you guys will be gone. Yet to be seen. <laughs> and then the next morning um, or next day, you'll be at the Heritage Hall Comic Convention um, which is at between 15th and 16th on Main Street as well. I think Jason will be there, Jason Turner from True Loves 2. I hope so. I, I'm pretty sure he is, yeah. Yeah, he, he will be. It's not a trek for him as it is for you. You have to take a ferry. Yeah, I know. It is, I don't know. The ferry is nice sometimes. You get to see the odd porpoise playfully, playfully riding alongside. I've always wanted to see Orca. I have never, I've never in my life seen an Orca, and I've spent my whole life here. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd really like to see an orca, too, especially from the ferry. Now, whereabouts in Victoria are you? Do you go to Lucky or uh, Legends lots? I, I, I love Legends. I haven't had money in a while, so I haven't been to Legends in a while either. But uh, when I do when I do have uh, you have a bit of spending money, it's usually spent at Legends. There we go. It's oh. a fine comic store. You're oh. at the great store. I, I, I love gear. What's the comic scene like in Victoria? Um, I... It's it's low enough under the radar that I haven't really I haven't really seen much of it. I mean, there there are I think there are some pretty there are some good creators here, but um, like uh, I think yeah, Ken Stacy lives here. Um, there's Gareth. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's 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 kind of it's more low key. I'm not fully a little subdued. It's a little subdued. Like I don't I don't have any friends who do comics. I don't have. I don't know any other cartoonists around here. So what's it been like for you getting more involved with the comics community since doing this book? I mean, you came out to TCAF, or the Toronto Comic and Art Festival, um, a couple weeks ago. Been a bit of a culture shock? Yeah, I didn't realize that uh, that everybody would be, like, the whole community would be so tight. It was really, it was cool, and kind of surprising. Were you exposed to a lot of comics you had never heard of and never seen before? Um, not, not too many. Not... Uh, I, I try. I try and keep very literate with my comics, 
But um, yeah, it was it was quite an experience. I I really enjoyed TCAF a lot. The whole the whole place was just filled with positive comics energy. It was, I really enjoyed it. The good experience. Um, now tell me uh, your choice with uh, or how you got connected with Ed at uh, New Reliable of going with a local guy. Well, um, part of that honestly was because I, I I like to listen to the show a lot. Like when I'm when I'm drawing, it's a good podcast. Always nice to have going on going on in the background. Mm-hmm. And um, that was the first like I'd seen I'd seen New Reliable books in Legends, but I'd never I never really read very many of them. And there's not there's not too many, but I had I'd only read like one of the compilations. But um, I think a, lo- a lot of it was just because. He was so close, and uh, and since then he's Ed has just been great. Ed mm-hmm. Brisson, publisher of New Reliable, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Because I realized he was in Vancouver. Um, after talking, after first big, be- after I first began talking to him, um, he visited his dad who lived in Victoria, so we could meet face to face over Christmas. Like, it's just really, it makes everything a whole lot easier. Mm-hmm. It's a nice down home feeling well yeah yeah because i don't know it's 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 nice to be able to stay in victoria now what do you you're mentioning you're working on other stuff now tell me about a bit about that um well i've got a variety i've got a i've got a few different projects that i've been that i've been slowly slowly working on over the year around around school and and yon's atomic heart which has taken up too much of my time. I think, like, my studies suffered for it, but I think it's worth it. But <laughs> you hear that, people? Comics are worth it. They are worth it. You will, you will suffer. There will be heartbreak, but in the end, there will be blood. <laughs> that, that wasn't quite where I was going, but I think, I think that's the word. Well, don't be afraid to sacrifice your education for your comics. <laughs> that is the advice that I would give as well. <laughs> That's what I keep trying to tell my dad, but he just doesn't get it. And I don't even make comics. What? Some people are just such squares. I, I don't get it. But um, they want you to get jobs. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, but no, I don't know. Like I'm. One thing that I'm really that I've spent a lot of time developing visually right now is a story about um, about the tiny the tiny hominid hominid uh, Homo floresiensis, which they which they found in uh, in Indonesia. Were those things they were calling hobbits for a while? Yeah, it's the the depressing thing is um it's just about science in general is how is how poorly it's represented in the media and how it's all immediately boiled down to like how are we going to sell this story? <laughs> I know a new species of human is found, let's call it a hobbit. That Lord <laughs> of the Rings is hot right now. <laughs> it's I don't know, it's a very it's a fascinating it's a fascinating uh, little creature that is is sadly dead, but lived within almost within the modern era. So, I don't know much about this. Oh well, um, I don't know. Like, cause I could I could speak for probably a couple hours on this. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if you want to open this can. <laughs> we, we can open it for about four minutes. Okay, okay. Um, well, just because I really like it as the setting for a story because. Um, you have these tiny, these tiny people that are about three feet tall who are built, who even though they have very developed uh, brains, they're, they're, uh, morphologically their bodies are much more similar to the first, 
to the first walking ape, to the first Australopith. So, which suggests that they may have had like a slightly more, you know, tree living lifestyle than your average, than your average human being or human ancestor. So, you have strange little men living in the trees. You have <laughs> giant Komodo dragons, and then you have dwarf elephants that also live on the island. All right, so you have this whole little self-contained fantasy world that was real. And I just, the, the whole idea, I just, I just found fascinating. And I'm really, I've been spending a lot of time trying to so, bring a story out of it. So are, are, you, going, are you going to craft a, a fictional story out of this? Or would you be interested in just doing it as, I don't know, a documentary? That's, oh, I hadn't thought of that. I was thinking, I was thinking mainly on the interaction between these tiny people and... The and tiny elephants? <laughs> well, there would, be, there would be an elephant hunt, all right? There would be an elephant hunt, but it would also be, mainly be about the interaction between these, these tiny people and modern humans. Because we've, we've been in Southeast Asia alongside everything there for about 50,000 years. So the time in which we and the, and the Homo floresiensis both existed, there's a lot of overlap. So there's a very good chance that we did, in fact, interact. And just, I think, exploring that would be a very interesting thing to do. Mm. Sounds fascinating. And yeah, a definite it's, different... uh, see, this is what the Internet's for. It's, like, a, def- it, it's a different take from uh, the Anne's Atomic Heart. I, <laughs> I know, it's a little... I'm a, like, I'm a bit, of a bit of a paleontology nerd, as well as comics, so... Are you planning on doing any more stories set in the future of, of Jan? I'm, I'm honestly not sure. I, I, I like having it there because even though it is loose, there is, there's, it's still, it gives the impression of being well-defined, so there's a lot of possibilities there. But I'm, I'm really not sure. Hmm. It's something you can play with. Exactly, yeah. Awesome. Um, it is a really enjoyable book. I really enjoyed it, and I think folks should check it out when it comes out, or show up to Lucky's. Yeah, on Saturday night, and and you'll sign books. Oh, of course. Maybe a little doodling. Yeah, yeah. TCAF. I couldn't. I. This is all new to me, so I didn't have any good, any good uh, sketch down. So uh, everybody just got a little, little dinosaur saying something obscene in the in the front of their book. So how about a full watercolor drawing with each signing? I I don't know. That might be a little ambitious. Yeah, Emmanuel Guibert was doing that. Well, <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say about that. Yeah. Not everyone's a, a you know, a well-versed uh, French master. Yeah, not everybody is, is an amazing French genius, but no. you know, we we got to try. We gotta Give yourself another 20 years. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, he's in his 40s. You're, what, 22, 23? 20, uh, 21. 20, or Jesus 20 Christ. at the moment. Kids. 20 at the moment. Kids. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for joining us today, Simon. It's, I'm, I'm very glad that you had me. And we'll uh, see you on Saturday. We'll see you on Saturday. Damn straight. I'll see you there. All right. Thanks, man. Okay, bye. Have a good Bye-bye. day. Bye. Thank you, Simon Roy, for coming and chatting about Jan Snymakart. Uh This has been Ink Studs. We had started out with Bob Fingerman for the first 45 minutes, and then we've been chatting with Simon. Um, I thought I'd let Colin go off for a couple minutes about the Fun Day Sunnies. Oh. Tell me about it, Colin. Well, as you probably know, the Cloudscape is a cartoonist collective here in Vancouver 
which started out basically as a group of young cartoonists who pooled their resources together to uh, self-publish. Their first book was, uh, what was it, Robots, Pine Trees, and Broken Hearts. The next book was Historionics, which was an actual graphic novel on the theme of history, which I joined in. And since then, uh, we have a new book coming out, Fun Day Sunnies, which is a tribute to the old color comic sections that the newspapers used to have when the Sunday comics took up their own section. Um, and as the Cloudscape group has carried on, we're trying to bring in more people, some of the, uh, the comics veterans from the Vancouver scene. In the latest book, you have uh, Julian Lawrence. Drippy, the newsboy, makes an appearance. That's right. Um, and we also have Phil Barrett, who's uh, still trapped in Ireland. Don't they have boats leaving Ireland? Oh, they even have they have those skin boats, the corkerels, I think they're called. Yeah, they're they're made of skin. actually they have planes now. Okay, made of skin. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So the the very latest book is about thirty five pages and it is in full color, which is pretty amazing um, and very rare for a small press comics effort. So it's. Uh, full color for only six bucks, and it'll be premiering at uh, Lucky's along with uh, Jan's Jan's Atomic Heart and True Loves Two. True Loves Two, that's true. Um, yeah, check it out, folks. Uh, hopefully, I make it. Hopefully, you make it. I think uh, it should be a fun stuff. Who's going to have stuff up on the walls from Cloudscape? Uh, well, we're still thrashing it out. Seems like people always wait to the last minute to commit. I'll have a I'll have my t- one or maybe two pages of my story, which is about um, the uh, Pig War of 1859. Studious listeners would have probably recalled Colin talking about the Pig War at some point on the show. It's one of my favorite non-war non. I think when Jason wars. Lutz was on, we were talking. Was that it? I yeah, can't remember. yeah. Well, yeah. we were talking about Manifest Destiny. Yeah. And uh, Jeff is going to have uh, Jeff Ellis, and Jonathan Dalton will have art on the wall. Steve Lacoulia? Uh I'm not sure. Uh, I think so. We're trying to get everyone together. Of course, Phil's in Ireland, so it'll be kind of difficult. Come on, Phil. But hopefully everything will come together for Saturday, because all these, these things always just seem to be chaos right until the last moment. That's how it goes, right? Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Colin. Thank you. And I look forward to uh, seeing you on Saturday. Um, this has been the Ink Stud Show. Up next, we have the French Connection. Next week, we'll be chatting with um, one of my personal faves. Um, surprisingly, he hasn't been on the show yet. Uh, Peter Cooper, um, one of the men behind World War Three Illustrated, as well as... Spy versus Spy? He's the current artist in Spy versus Spy for Mad Magazine. Um, we'll talk a bit about that considering Matt is, uh, it's not the same anymore. Hmm? They're a quarterly magazine now. Well, they've got advertising, for God's sakes. I yeah. just... You know I, what, though? The advertising thing, I think, is interesting, and people talk about that. It's something Al Feldstein always wanted. Hmm. And he was the editor for so many years. It's just uh, Bill Gaines that didn't. Well, I think for me, the biggest change is simply because that the fact that the usual gang of idiots have gotten old and retired and or passed on died yeah, yeah like don martin 
So it's just, it's not the same Mad Magazine. It's not the Mad Magazine I remember when I was a kid. No, it, this one only has guys like, you know, Evan Dorkin. I know. And Peter Bag and Drew Friedman. What's who up are, with that? Who are these kids? Jeez. Someone get them a job, a real job. Give up in these comics. <laughs> um, I guess I'm going to end off with uh, some Flaming Lips fight test off uh, Yoshimi versus the robots. Yeah. But to surrender, I just 